The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Um, just recapping the instructions here. Um, in our um, um, in our in our practice, where we are choosing an experience to pay attention to. Um, the effort is often around connecting with that experience, remembering to be connected to the breath or body sensation or hearing. And so that's where the effort is, is um, oriented. Our effort to stay present is oriented around what the experience is. In this practice, we more orient the, um, the effort around reminding ourselves to be aware I don't remember if I said this yesterday, but the very first instruction that Saira Utejaniya gave to me is, the only work you need to give your mind is to remind yourself to be aware. And so that's really that question of, am I aware? And then the, the, a little bit of checking in, what am I aware of? At, at first we do often need to, to kind of touch into that. What am I aware of? So that's where our effort is. Am I aware? Just rem- that, that kind of checking in is a way of reminding ourselves to be aware. And it is actually not that much effort that's necessary for this. Just enough effort to be aware for this moment. And so, I did this yesterday, but can you notice the sensations of your hands? A breath, the sensations of your feet. And it doesn't usually take that much effort to connect with each of those. So that's the level of effort that we're looking at. A very light touch of effort to just connect for a moment, aware of this. And then we do it again and again, and again, and again. So it's the sustaining of the mindfulness, the sustaining of the attention, that usually is where we uh, get tight and begin to over-effort in our practice. And so that's a little bit of the art form of um, practice, is to kind of know how much effort to make. And really I'd say just enough to be here for this, with then the next moment of, and this. So I, I, I often use an analogy, which I didn't offer yesterday, um, of riding a scooter. One of those little kick scooters that kids ride, not a motor scooter. And so you put your foot on the platform, and you know you can't just, you, you have to start yourself. You have to tap your foot on the ground to get yourself going. But... In general, a light touch of a tap is helpful. Frequent light taps is helpful to get that momentum of that scooter going. You might put your foot down and try to make a really big push to get that scooter going fast, quickly. But that will tend to create a kind of a wobbly ride. It won't be very stable because you're not learning to balance as you go. And so this light touch, 
It's tapping, 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 tapping. And then as you're riding the scooter, you begin to get familiar with the feeling of the balance and the feeling of the momentum of the scooter. And you can stop tapping for a little while and just ride. Put your foot on the platform and just ride for a little while. And then you get familiar with what it's like for that scooter to get a little wobbly. And you put your foot down and tap again. Our mindfulness practice is very like that. We start with just this light touch of connecting. Am I aware? What's obvious? Just a light touch for this moment and then do it again. So aware and what's obvious? How about now? How about now? Just, just receiving moment after moment. That's like tapping the scooter. And then at a certain point, the momentum of mindfulness, that, that activity of just a light connection. Am I aware of what? Am I aware of what? That, um, that creates a little bit of momentum of mindfulness, kind of like the momentum of riding the scooter. And we, um, we get familiar with that experience of what it's, uh, of, of just like, you know, the feeling of awareness being present and we don't have to be reminding ourselves as much. Maybe, maybe, you know, at the beginning we're reminding ourselves every few seconds. And then we begin to see, actually, it feels just like I'm riding this wave of being aware. And I don't need to remind myself too much. As on the scooter, if the momentum is going, if you're putting your foot down, sometimes that actually gets in the way of the ride. And so as in our mindfulness practice, at a certain point, there's enough momentum that actually reminding ourselves, am I aware of what actually gets in the way of the presence of mind that's just naturally knowing and receiving experience. So this light touch, moment by moment, begins to cultivate this continuity of mindfulness, which we can get to get, begin to get a feeling of, that flavor of what it's like for being aware of awareness, which I also talked about this morning a little bit, that knowing what it's like to be aware. And then we also begin to get familiar with, as with the scooter, it gets a little wobbly when you haven't been tapping for a while. We begin to get familiar with the the mind that begins to kind of like lose touch with really clearly knowing what it's aware of. That mindfulness begins to get a little wobbly. It starts to drift a little bit. It feels like Oh, you know, just kind of like begins to drift out. And we can begin to get familiar with that experience of the mindfulness starting to kind of fall apart a little bit and then bring in some intentionality again. Am I aware? Right, I am aware. Okay, what am I aware of? So the, the effort that we make is really light, a light touch of effort moment after moment. That creates the conditions for there to become more continuity of mindfulness, which supports a a form of concentration, a kind of concentration that is not settled on one experience, but a kind of concentration that is a stability of mindfulness. And that's when uh, our mindfulness starts to become established. And this is really what we're doing in these couple of days, is learning the tools to establish mindfulness. As we establish mindfulness, then 
um, and establish it with the kind of curiosity to be interested in what is suffering? You know, what is the, 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 the practice of mindfulness will lead to a freedom from greed, aversion, delusion, will lead to a freedom from the ways in which our mind participates and contributes in our suffering when we are attending in a particular way, when we are curious about our experience as human experience, not as interested in it in terms of how can I get more of what I want? How can I get rid of what I don't want? But just what is it like to want more? What is that experience like? What is it like to want to get rid of? What is that experience like? And so the, the orientation of our mindfulness practice is this curiosity of what is this experience now as human experience. That creates the conditions for learning and understanding. As the mindfulness gets more stable, we can begin to understand our human experience in a new way. We begin to understand how our mind tends to get caught in its habits and patterns. We begin to understand how it um, um, habitually moves in the direction of greed and aversion and, and how that creates struggle and suffering in our lives. And as I mentioned yesterday, seeing that you know, when I first heard this about this practice, you know, watch your anger. You know, look at your challenging emotions and just observe them. It did, it did not make any sense to me that that would be freeing in any way. But with the experimentation and exploration of it, I began to see and understand that, as I said yesterday, our system kind of inclines towards well-being. And as we, um, as we get better information about what is actually happening in our hearts and minds by seeing with mindfulness what our human experience is in the moment, our human system begins to support us in letting go of those uh, patterns and habits that are being put together by greed, aversion, and delusion. It begins to help us release those. And so in many ways, the, the design of our human system will help us here if we can... Um, allow our experience to be as it is and be curious about it. And, as I said yesterday, there are many times when um, we can't necessarily be just, oh, this uh, overwhelming rage is arising right now. You know, we can't always just sit there with really strong emotions And so we need to learn some tools to help us navigate those. I talked about some of those yesterday. I won't go into those at the moment, but we can we can talk about them during the day. um, um, If uh, if that comes up in the question time, Um, but just a couple. If if you didn't weren't here yesterday, I'd say the main one of the main tools. If um, if it feels like you're overwhelmed by something. Um, it can be helpful at that point not to simply be in a receptive mode, but to choose something else to pay attention to. Bring in some of the tools that you may have from other practices 
that help you to stabilize your mind. Attend to something else. Open your eyes and orient in the room. I talked about using corners yesterday, looking at a corner for a second and then switching to another corner and another corner just to give your mind something to do that is not, so that it's not being pulled back to that overwhelming experience. And then the other piece of the practice that um, is an important aspect, establishing the mindfulness. Am I aware? What am I aware of? And then um, from time to time in the practice, checking what is my relationship to what is happening. Because in the relationship is actually often where the, the confusion comes, often where our habits and patterns enter into the mix our habits of wanting things to be a certain way, wanting to get rid of things we don't like, that, that attitude of mind, how we're relating to experience, is often connected to those, uh, those habits of mind. And so every now and then checking in, okay, so what's happening here and what's my relationship to it? Often the relationship is just subtly underneath our conscious awareness and so uh, it can, even just asking the question, what's my relationship to this, can help that kind of bubble up above the level of our subconscious so that we can see it. When it's below the level of our conscious awareness, those habits and patterns are pretty much in charge. You know, if, if we are observing our experience and there's aversion in the mind and we don't like it, and we're not aware that that's happening, we may be observing that experience in order to make it go away. So we, we, we may be essentially acting on that aversion without really being clear that it's happening in our minds. And so as we bring these, um, these relationships into our conscious awareness, it gives us an opportunity to then just recognize, oh, okay, well, there's something unpleasant happening and I don't like it. That's what's going on right now. Sometimes just the seeing of it, seeing of that relationship is enough to let us hold it, to let us hold whatever's happening with a little more ease. More often than you might think, becoming aware of some um, kind of relationship is really powerful in terms of creating more ease in the mind. And as I said a few minutes ago, sometimes those... those um, those relationships might also be connected to very strong reactivity. And so there are times when we kind of expose a a strong pattern (laughs) and then we have to recognize, wow, that's pretty strong. Let me step aside from it for a little while. Let me balance my mind again so that I can, I can meet my experience again. So these, these key aspects of the practice, relax, checking Am I aware? What's obvious? The light touch of effort around that. And from time to time, checking the relationship to experience. So those are the kind of uh, key elements to the practice. And then learning when. It's not possible in this moment to simply be aware of what's naturally arising and bringing in some tools to help the mind stabilize. But I would say that, 
you know, we can have ideas about what it's not possible to be mindful of and believe, oh, that's happening. I can't possibly be mindful of that. Better direct the attention. Give yourself a chance to check in. Can I be aware of this? And can I be okay with being aware with this? Because we can be mindful of anything. Sometimes that idea of I can't be aware of this is simply a belief that's operating. And actually, you're able to be aware of it. It's just slightly unpleasant or it's unfamiliar. And so give yourself a chance to check in. Can I, can I actually know this is happening? And can I be okay knowing that this is happening? Before automatically switching to paying attention to something else, if it feels like something that's challenging. 